0: When civility leads to death, revolting is the only logical reaction. The cries for peace will rain down. And when they do, they will land on deaf ears because your violence has brought this resistance. We have the right to fight back. Rest in power, George Floyd.
1: We are oppressed. We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against a common enemy. Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and the shape of your lips? Who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Who taught you to hate your own kind? Who taught you to hate the race that you belong to? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. No, before you come asking Mr. Muhammad, does he teach hate, you should ask yourself who taught you to hate being what God gave you?
2: This is no stone unturned. Today we have no fun facts. Today we have only facts. In
0: 1824, Providence, white mob attacks blacks for refusing to get off sidewalks, destroy 20 buildings in black district.
2: 1841, Cincinnati, white mobs riot against black dock workers using a cannon, destroying property, and killing an unknown number.
0: 1842, Philadelphia, white mob attacks a black parade and riot for three days beating many, looting black homes, and burning a church.
2: 1863, Detroit. After a sensationalist rape trial, white mobs riot, beating and killing blacks, and burning down some 35 buildings.
0: 1866, New Orleans. White attack black political parade outside the Mechanics Institute in New Orleans. 38 killed and 46 wounded.
2: 1866, Memphis. White mobs riot against black Union soldiers. 46 blacks killed. 5 black women raped. 100 buildings looted and burned.
0: 1868, Louisiana. Opelousas Massacre. Political riots result in over 1,000 armed white massacring, perhaps over 100 black opponents.
2: 1870, Lawrence, South Carolina. Mob of 2,500 armed whites riot against local freedmen's militia. Black office holders and their white allies.
0: 1870, Utah, Alabama. In political unrest, white moms sparked riots at polling places to terrorize and intimidate black voters.
2: 1871, Meridian, Mississippi. Rioting white mobs killed 30 blacks over several days. Local black homes burned along with a black school.
0: 1873, Colfax, Louisiana. Armed white mobs riot against black office holders, burning courthouse with blacks inside, killing 60 to 150.
2: 1874, Vicksburg, Mississippi. White citizens, angered by black voters and office holders, erupt into a riot. 31 people killed.
0: 1874, Couchetau, Louisiana. Paramilitary white league sparks riot killing some 20 freedom office holders and their
2: white allies. 1874, Liberty Place Riot, Louisiana. 5,000 white league members riot against local government seen favorable to blacks, 40 killed.
0: 1876, Hamburg, South Carolina. Armed white mobs riot in local black district, killing members of black militia and looting the town.
2: 1898, Wilmington, North Carolina. White mob of 2,000 attacks black newspaper, rampaging and looting black district 15 to 60 blacks killed.
0: 1898, Phoenix, South Carolina. White mob riots to stop black from voting, killing many predominant blacks, chasing others from their homes.
2: 1898, Lake City, South Carolina. White mob riots against black postmaster, burning his home, killing him and his infant one-year-old daughter.
0: 1906, Atlanta. 10,000 whites rampaged through black Atlanta for three days, 40 blacks killed, black properties burned, forced to flee city.
2: 1908, Springfield, Illinois. For 2 days white mobs ride in black districts. 2 blacks killed, 40 homes and 20 businesses destroyed.
0: 1917, St. Louis, Missouri. 3000 strong white mob burn and loot black homes and destroy local black business district. 100 to 200 blacks killed.
2: 1921, Tulsa, Oklahoma. White mobs riot in Black Business District. 10,000 left homeless, 35 blocks destroyed, 800 injured, 25 to 300 killed.
0: 1923, Rosewood, Florida. An entire town of Black families destroyed by white mobs.
2: 1972, Philadelphia police dropped a bomb on a West Philly neighborhood, specifically on the house of a Black liberation group called MOVE, killing 11 members, including five children, destroying 61 homes, and leaving 250 people homeless.
0: And you can see those pictures on our social media sites.
1: Transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today.
2: I am Cynic, joined by my co host, Chitty Chitty.
0: I think I'm just gonna say Frank today, Cynic. I don't even like I don't even wanna be joyful today, man. I don't wanna be light, I don't wanna be happy, and, and I pride myself on being even keel and not letting the, the troubles of the day, you know, drain my energy, man. But I'm just gonna go by Frank today, man. Maybe maybe chitty chitty bang bang will come for resurrection next episode, but
2: Yeah, so Um, If anyone isn't aware, uh, a bit of backstory regarding what's going on now is uh, this gentleman, George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Uh, He uh, was from Minnesota. And apparently, as far as I understand it, he was uh, at some kind of a store or shop and was trying to pay with what the shop owner said was a counterfeit $20 bill and based on that assumption that he was trying to pay with this counterfeit bill the shop owner called the police and police showed up and this is where for me things like the story it has has some holes in it um i've seen some sort of like some photos or or video of him handcuffed and sitting on the curb or sitting somewhere like on a sidewalk uh, if i remember correctly and then in the same video i was watching it cuts to later on i guess you know afterwards he is apparently still handcuffed you can't really tell but what you can see is that he is face down on the ground and there is a police officer who is try who is i guess subduing him by pressing his knee into uh George Floyd's uh into the back of his neck or the side of his neck um yeah like i said to try and subdue him uh George Floyd was apparently on the ground with this police officer's neck or knee on his neck for a total of about 8 minutes and 46 seconds almost 9 minutes in between George was telling the officer that he couldn't breathe and from the video that I saw that I remember he was also saying that everything hurts something something to that effect and apparently and I don't think you can see this in the video uh, at some point he just seems to lose consciousness I guess because he's unresponsive when the paramedics come and try to get him up on the on the gurney or on on the stretcher by that time, he was apparently already unresponsive. So it seems like the police officer, by the way, his name is uh, Chauvin, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Derek Chauvin. I think you pronounce a piece of shit uh, is the correct pronunciation. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, it seems that he had his knee on his neck even after he was already... Potentially gone, at least passed bro, out. Bro, the motherfucker had his, had his hand in his pocket. I'm sorry, the-
0: Cynic, I can't. The motherfucker had his hand in his pocket, dude. He was he was kneeling on the on the guy's neck for nine fucking minutes. For almost three minutes, the guy was unresponsive, and he stayed with that smirk fucking look on his face and didn't budge, bro. He's a racist piece of shit, man. And I'm sorry, but it's not fucking cool, man. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, that's the gist of it. That's what... what uh... What happened as we know it and exactly as you said I noticed that too when I watched the video it wasn't a situation in the video at least anyway where you could see that he was you know fighting and struggling and they were trying to calm him down on the contrary he was actually already calm that was clear other than him complaining about not being able to breathe but he wasn't like swarming or trying to get out from under the guy's knee so, considering that he wasn't doing that, uh, I don't see a need to, for the guy to have had his knee on his neck in the first place. But to have your hands in your pocket and basically lean on the guy like he's a stool, you know, you're basically just chilling squeezing and leaning the on the guy him, like bro. he's a stool, squeezing the life out of him. Man. Um, I don't see. I don't see any any justification. I don't see any way that they can come back with an argument. It would be awesome if we could have, I'm not going to say that there's an explanation, but I'm sure there's a, at least a point of view from some, from, from a police, you know, they have nah. their training nah, and nah, they're nah. told to do things nah, a nah, certain way. There's cops. I would love to hear what should be a, let, let me finish. I, I would love to hear what they would put forward as an explanation. I'm not saying I would buy it, but I would love to hear it because I can't come up with one. Okay. It would be more rubbish, man. No. The
0: Cops have, have come out and said that there's nowhere in their training that they're ever taught to restrain a perp the way that that, that, that guy was restraining George, uh, George Floyd. And I'll call him George Floyd because I don't know him personally out of respect for him. There's nowhere in training, bro, that that is okay. And let me make this clear, guys. If the, if, if the colors were inversed and it was a black man on a, white, on a white person and he did the same thing, I would say that that black guy is a racist piece of shit as well. It has nothing to do with with it being a white man holding down a black man. It's the it's the fact it's the way that it was done. And obviously it's something that has occurred now here in the States for I don't know how long. You know, we were talking off air cynic briefly about this being a, a a thing that kinda, you know, it happens every now and again and people go in uproar and people have strong feelings about it and they feel like they, you know, they want to be, you know, part part of the voice and then shit dies down again. You know, that's, I think for me, one of the most frustrating things. That's to me, one of the most frustrating things, man, is that everybody, you know, I had in my notes and and I asked this question, do we think the pandemic and the quarantine added to the aggression of these riots? Because everybody has all this pent up energy, right? And they're not able to go out and they're not able to, to, you know, do the things that they typically do. And all of a sudden this happens, right? And it goes completely opposite because it went from you know, social distancing six feet to now we're we're mobs of people and nobody's worried about COVID anymore, you know? And two yeah. things are, one of two things are going to happen here. Either people are going to realize that COVID is an issue, but it's not a big issue that, it's not as a big issue as they're making it seem because they're saying, hey, look, if I survive the riots and I don't have COVID, why the fuck am I still quarantined at home? Or people are going to get really sick <laughs> because they were they were exposed <laughs> to so much, you know? Yeah. I, I really don't yeah. think it yeah. would be the latter, to be honest, um, but it's... There's just so many aspects of this, man, that it's like, you know, fuck again, you know, and then it's like, all right, I, I do, I, I am upset about how it's done, but then you have people that are doing it the wrong way. Even the protest part of it, it they're, they're doing it disrespectfully, man. They're damaging property. They're looting. And just tell me how, man, tell me how looting is honoring the memory of George Floyd. Tell me how running into a target and burning it to the ground and running out with fucking lamps... For your night table and pillows for your sofa is honoring George <laughs> Floyd. Tell me how I understand. I, I won't I can't even say I understand. I, I mean the bigger what I mean that the bigger chains like Walmarts and Targets, they can bounce back because their pockets are deep enough. Right? But the mom and pop shop, man. You know what I mean? Like that that there's a story of this man um that I saw online. He was in tears and he's like, they came in, I couldn't stop them. They even went for the safe. You know, I understand you being upset. Because you feel like there's systematic uh, oppression. I understand that you feel like there's things that, that could be better and things could be different. I get that, man. Because I feel the same. But we can't blur the lines. We can't make it a selfish thing. When you go into Target, you're going in because you want a new crew machine, bro. You know, if you like cake cups that much, motherfucker, buy it like everybody else. Because I don't have time, bro. I don't have time for racism, but I don't have time for thieves either. You know, and I just feel like some people are using the opportunity to benefit themselves in a selfish manner. And when we do the looting, I understand the rioting, man. Sometimes, you know, you may want it to get peaceful, and I understand emotions may flare. I'm not I'm not stupid. I get it. You know, just let your heart be in the right place, man, and, and just don't lose your moral compass while you're out there. I mean, don't go out there and start killing, killing people, you know? Like, don't let yourself go too far. Don't start burning shit, you know? But when we go and we start looting, this isn't about George. This isn't about George Floyd. This is about you, man. You're running in there stealing shit to take to your home. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that pisses me off is is these people that are fucking opportunists and take this very sensitive time um, and, and situation in the time that we're living in to benefit themselves.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. that uh, You described it exactly how I would describe those people, opportunists. It clearly has nothing to do with, in this case, George Floyd. But you know, in all the previous cases, when it's happened to some unfortunate person, and the same thing happened, you know, there were, you know, it's the same. Like people go out and they're starting to to burn shops and stores, and it it has nothing to do with the victim. It's an excuse to go out and let out what is obviously some kind of collective frustration that a lot of people feel for whatever reason I don't Understand it really like well, I mean th- that's how I rationalize it. I that, that's how I try and understand it. I, I think people are Frustrated and I think they're frustrated worldwide uh, I think if you try and get into why they're frustrated we'd need a whole nother show, but I think they are frustrated and from time to time when some excuse comes for them to vent they take it and and this is always the perfect excuse because people are out being you know in the best case you know just practicing civil disobedience but under that cover you know they can go out and and just you know wreak wreak havoc obviously it makes no sense and and it's it's sad you know it's they should be they should feel ashamed of themselves, to be totally honest, running out. like I saw the same videos, people running out of Target or whatever with blankets and pillows and duvets and whatever the, the hell they were doing. The funny thing is,
0: and there's nothing funny about this, but you got to laugh because it's just so insane. There's a white woman leaving there, you know, with two lamps. And my cousin, shout out to my cousin Ellie, she told me about this meme that she was like, I was conflicted because I don't agree with the looting at all, you know. But the show kind of funny. And it said that um Karen, for example, was eyeing these two lamps, but they were too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and she wanted a way for them to come on clearance. And then she took advantage to go to the fucking riots, to fucking just walk out with the lamps for free. And you see her at the end of the video just running out with two lamps that match perfectly, uh, perfectly alike. And again, man, there's nothing funny about this, you know, but oh man, it's just frustrating, man. It's just a bad, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. You know, it really does. And we have family that's in law enforcement, you know? So man, I get it. Like, I totally get that there's an issue. I totally think that things need to change. I totally agree with not being silent. I just think the way that we're going about it, how certain people are taking it upon themselves to take it to a certain level, it's, any any justification, any right that we had at the very beginning of this dissolves when we start burning shit down and we start robbing and we start, you know, freaking beating up cops. Let me tell you guys something, man. You know, like I said, my I have a family member that's in that's in law enforcement. You know, I I I speak anytime there's something like this happens, I always reach out to her. If I find out, man than any of my family's hurt, because you want to take it upon yourself to assume that that individual, and I won't say their gender to protect them, but that individual is on one side or the other without even knowing them, it's going to be a problem. You know, because I know that not all cops are like that. Just like there's criminals that are citizens, right? And that do bad shit, and that fucking rape women, and that kill children, just like there's criminals that are citizens, there's citizens like myself that stand against that, and I don't believe in that. So it's like a cop saying, well, I'm going to just go up to an innocent bystander, and because this fucking Joe Schmo went ahead and raped a little girl, I'm going to go ahead and shoot this citizen in the head. Well, they're both citizens. That's what we're doing when we go and we just attack random cops in the street. And I understand that there's a lot a year, man, there's the 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 history of slavery in this country and the oppression and the way that it's suppressed and it's swept under the rug, it's, it's disrespectful to, to, to a certain point because we want to give the impression that we're past that and we're so not past that. And, and Donald Trump coming into office and all these fucking maggots coming out of the woodworks. And you know what? I'm, I'm usually a lot more filtered, but I told Cynic before the show, man, I'm very emotional. I'm just going to try to keep it in because I still want to, 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 to give a good product, but fuck a filter, man all these motherfucking maggots came out all of a sudden, and, and now it's, you know, you see so much more of what we saw in the fucking 1920s and 30s happening now again. You see the Klan coming out, you see crosses being burned on, on, on fucking front lawns, right? When we have somebody in office that, that reflects the, the majority of, of, of the people here in the United States. I know it's an issue.
2: That's something you're, You're. Is, is, is that's, I'm not aware of that. Is that something that's happening like on the rise over there? Ever since what?
0: Donald Trump got in office, man, you know, it's funny because when Obama was in office, you can always, you always could tell that there's people that didn't like it. And there was a lot of people that said that that wasn't their president, right? Because it was a black president and they, they would never respond to it, this, that, and the other. But when Trump came into office, you started seeing crosses burning again on, on lawns. Uh, you started seeing the Klan having more of a presence in media. You started seeing them, you know, have more meetings in public, which they're they're really they're really more you know more hush hush about it because they know that although there is a lot like them, the majority don't want to support people that are that are racist and that are you know uh, um, for killing somebody who isn't Caucasian. The point is, man, I yeah. get that there is a lot, a lot of pain. I get that there's a lot of frustration, man. I, I understand that, you know, there's there's people that say, well, you know, for the people that say that the violence and the looting isn't right, well, we try to do it the right way when when Colin Kaepernick took a knee. And Colin Kaepernick is, mm-hmm. a, is a football player that famously took a knee during the national anthem, was basically blackballed from the NFL and hasn't been able to get back in the NFL because of his political views. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, well... If you have a problem with the with the violence now, what happened when we try to do it peacefully, and nothing happened, that doesn't mean that we results this, because all it's happening is that you know when a two year old throws a tantrum, a two mm. year old throws a tantrum, and it's it's crazy. It's that's that's what we're doing as adults. We need to find a better way to communicate. We need to find a better way to affect change. We need to find a better way to express what we're feeling inside without destroying things around us and that's what frustrates me man it's not the fact that people feel so angry that they want to go out and have their voice heard man i agree with that i agree with it but when we take advantage and we use it for our personal um for for selfish reason for personal fulfillment right when we go into target and we're stealing microwaves bruh that got nothing to do with george floyd (laughs) that's you that's you, and that's what pisses me off, man. I, and I know I've been going off for a bit, so I'll let you get in here, cynic. But it's it's just tough, man. It's it's tough to see this stuff, and it's it's frustrating because I'm upset at the police because as some police, let me clarify, I'm I'm, a, I'm upset at some police because I know that some police, you know, they do think like that cop did, but then I'm 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 upset at some citizens as well because I feel like they're taking it too far, and the way that 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 some of them think we're all cops are bastards motherfuckers no they're not no they're not you guys are thinking you know as an adolescent you're not thinking with a with the brain of an adult who who can put two and two together you guys are letting your emotion get get the best of you and you know those cops that you're beating up you know i'm sure they there's gonna be some policemen that end up dead that's somebody's brother that's somebody's family member you know what i mean you don't, yeah. you don't know how you're affecting other people's lives just because, ah, I'm enraged, and I'm tired of this. I get it, but we can't do it like that. Because like you said, Cynic, this has happened in the past, and people have rioted, and they've lit shit on fire, and nothing has fucking changed. Today is proof of that. So why don't we try a different technique? Let's go out and let's let, let's let these people know that we're, not, that we're not happy. Let's go out and let's let our voice be heard. Let's do it. But let's do it with fucking class. Let's do it with some fucking dignity. You know, because if if we're doing the same shit that we've done before that hasn't yielded any results, I mean if you ask me, that's the definition of insanity.
2: Yeah, I I I get it. I have gone through a lot of emotions and had a lot of thoughts running through my head as you were as you were describing, you know, your 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 point, your point of view on, on, on the topic. Um, I agree. I, I, in sense, I, I can't really justify in any situation um, going out and robbing shops. It doesn't help the situation one way or the other. Um, when it comes to the frustration, and this is where I'm a bit torn. You know, I can relate to people who feel the need to to destroy property <laughs> and not because i'm not saying i would do it but i can understand that a little more because frustration is a hell of a thing and when you're in a group of people and herd mentality takes over um it's hard to say at least for me that given the right circumstance and in the right situation that i wouldn't throw a brick through some some shop window if I was absolutely feeling fed up. Now, that's not to say that it would be the right thing to do. do And I'm also not trying to say that 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 that's better than um, than stealing from from that same shop. Um, I'm just I, I don't know. I just can't personally knowing you know, how frustrated I sometimes feel I can't pretend that I wouldn't be someone who in the right circumstance might feel the need to um, express myself beyond words because when you just don't feel like you have an outlet, when you feel like, like the example you gave when they, when they said that, you know, we tried it with taking a knee, you know, when, when, when those things don't seem to bear fruit, the, the, that tension needs to needs an outlet and it's gonna it's gonna find it an outlet one way or another so it's it, like i said i went through a mix of, of sort of ideas emotions and thoughts because i i can't to a certain extent understand uh the need to 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 express you know frustration in some of the ways that they're doing it um but like i said i it's stealing something, stealing stuff from shops is—I—I I, I don't see how that is—is is an acceptable. How that makes any sense, you know? If—if if, if you're really frustrated, that's not going to relieve your frustration. I, I guess is what I'm trying to I say. I get
0: you, man. There's a part of me that wants to rise against the machine as well, you know, and and I get that. It's just I put myself in that store owner's shoes. What if that that person before this happened was already on their last leg because of COVID? you know, was borrowing money from this person to, to cover the, the, the rent in their establishment because they haven't been, been able to, to generate any income because of everything uh, been closed down, you know, and then you come and you throw a brick through their window and you're frustrated because yeah, you're saying the overall, the overall, you know, in the overall scheme of things, the bigger picture, it's fucked up, you know what I mean? And I get that, bro, but you're not thinking about that person that you're affecting, Maybe that person doesn't even have the funds to replace that window. And maybe you breaking that window now creates this avalanche of other people going in there. So now they're stealing merchandise. And like you said, that her mentality, right? It's like a, a pack of monkeys. When, when, when one monkey goes off, it starts rattling the caves. All of a sudden, Wah! right? <laughs> we all become those fucking rabid monkeys. You know, I get what you're saying, yeah, brother, yeah. and I respect your opinion. I love that you're coming from a different angle. Like I've said before, I think it's important to have two sides of the coin. If if me and you always agree, it's going to be a boring podcast. You know, so I respect your opinion, brother. I really do. But my thing is I put myself in that person's shoes, in that store owner's shoes. You don't know what that person has been going through, especially with the pandemic. And something as small as that can create such a big avalanche. And, and it could be the end of that person's, you know entrepreneurship or whatever, you know, I don't, whatever he may have, an arepa stand or if he sold clothes or whatever the case may be. Um, I get it, man. I get the frustrations out there. I get that sometimes if you don't yell, they don't hear you. I understand that concept. You know, I I get that we can't always have our tie and have our our shoes pristine. I I get that sometimes we're going to have to get a little dirty. I understand that, but I just feel like we shouldn't lose ourselves in that process, you know?
2: You're right. When it comes to a shop, there, there, the shop can't do anything about <laughs> your frustration. Yeah. Um, and while I would hope that that would not be the the route that I would take if I were in that situation, um, I could more easily understand it against the actual system that I've, I'm frustrated against. Yeah. Right. So I'm not frustrated against Target or the shops or whatever. So I likely wouldn't feel the need to throw a brick through their window. (laughs) I might feel different if I was walking past the station of the police officer that I understand where the police officer works. (laughs) (laughs) I might, and I'm just being honest I might feel very different in that situation because they represent the thing that, you know, is the cause of my frustration. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think we agree in that sense, um, putting yourself in the shoe of the shop, in the shoes of the shop owner. uh, It, you know you can't justify it you really can because they have their own lively, livelihood right and and they didn't do anything to you personally that that you should take that out on them um my 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 only t- so the, the the take that i have on it is being putting myself in the shoes of the people who are let's say living in those communities mm-hmm. and maybe grow up with that frustration um, p- some of them probably know people who've actually, you know, been killed or, or been put in jail or whatever, because of, uh, what they feel is, um, unfair, you know, police scrutiny to their community. If I put myself in their shoes and I feel their frustration, uh, yeah, I might want to put a brick through the police station. And I'm not saying that anyone should do it. I'm just being totally honest with you because there's no point in me pretending like I would be an angel if I know that, given the right circumstances, I'd be a devil. You know what I mean?
0: Hey man, I I get it, man. I think I I, I think that uh, we all have our our ways that we feel about it. You know, we would go about it differently. You know, and um, I understand your frustration with the police as well. You you wanted to put you know a brick through their window but you know like i said man that that could what if that brick hits our family member that that does work in in law enforcement you know it's it there it's frustrating but it's i don't know man i just feel like we can't take we can't let the moment overtake us and you said something very interesting where you said that maybe somebody in those communities have been wronged by cops right and maybe they've been arrested before wrongfully or or um just mistreated by law enforcement um and i think that does bring a a, you know it begs a a a better question it does bring up a better question better said you know statistics show that 70 percent of the population that are incarcerated are black male you know so although we say that you know in the very beginning we talked about white males being killed more than black men and we uh i went ahead and said well those numbers are skewed because there's more caucasian male than there are black males or, or excuse me, or minorities here in the States, you look at at the numbers of the the people being incarcerated and we know that there's, we we know for sure that if you don't know, let me, let me explain. If you don't know, jail and prison is a business. Okay. Um, I think I don't want to misquote this man, and I'm going to look this up, but I believe we were in the middle of a recession at one point in time. Things were hella horrible. Like the, you know, things, things were really rough. And we were opening up new prisons, you know what I mean. And we don't—we have to fill those prisons. And I think it's known that black people are sometimes treated unfairly, and they are, you know, incarcerated in unjustly um, for for things they didn't do. And I do believe that there's policemen that that believe that that's okay. That they don't—they don't lose sleep a night when they're arresting uh, a black male, um, even if that person is, is innocent or guilty. But I do believe at times mm-hmm. as well that black males and black women, right, don't put themselves in good situations because when we go ahead and we start looting, you know what I mean? And, and we start robbing and we start burning shit. All those, all those people that thought like that, that thought that it was okay to throw you away and put you in jail for something you didn't do, you're justifying those actions. You know what I mean? There there was this, uh, this new video. Yeah. I think we spoke about a last, last uh, podcast of this lady in a dog park in Central Park. I don't know if her name was Karen or something like that, but um, basically the guy was recording her because he told her to put the dog <laughs> on the leash and she said, I'm going to call the cops and say yeah. that a black man was was harassing me or whatever, right? People think that yeah. that's okay and it's fucked up. She knows that she has that power because she knows the broken system that we have and she knows that 80% chance she's going to get a racist cop that's going to take her word over his and who knows if that guy even lives that, that encounter if he's not recording and he has that as proof. All right. That lets you know that there that people know in, in this country how fucked up this system is. But for us to go yeah. to the extent that we're going to, um, to go ahead and do a lot of what they have, they, the, the stigma, right? The stereotypicalness of it, if that makes any sense, if that's even a word. Um, I hope it is. It sounds right. But it, for them playing into that, <laughs> <laughs> for them playing into that and doing this, I just feel like it doesn't help their case. It doesn't help. It doesn't help uh, forward progression, you know, as a society. And I think that it's just misplaced aggression. I think that it's adults throwing tantrums, and we need to be better, and we need to be more calculated with with how we we display our aggression and displeasure.
2: So it's gonna be a difficult one again. <laughs> hey
0: man, let's go. Let's talk about it, man. I respect all angles.
2: I I I'm. Uh, so first of all, like with, um, as you mentioned, and, and I and I get where you're coming from, you know, in terms of when you go out and do things like rob, sto- you know, throw bricks through windows of shops and go in and loot the shops and all those things, then you're kind of giving the people who are calling, you know, calling you, you know, or people who are racist against you and calling you thieves and calling you whatever, you're giving them ammunition, if I'm correct, if I understood you correctly, is that, that right? Is,
0: that is correct. Yes.
2: Right. So that I get that point. The thing is, if, if you watch some of those videos, it's not only black people doing it. That's the first thing. That's absolutely you know, right. I, I'm for sure. I saw at least one Asian dude running out with a, with something in his. No, hands. there was actually
0: a video of, of this Asian uh, couple. Well, I don't know if it was a couple. It was two girls. And they were doing graffiti on the side of the building. And there's this black lady recording. She's like, why are you doing that? And they're putting Black Lives Matter. They're like, oh, we're here to support you guys. And then the black girl goes, yeah, but the cops aren't going to show you guys spray painting the side of the building. They're just going to show that Black Lives Matter is on the side of the building. And we're just going to get blamed for it. You know what I mean? I I totally get that. But we still got 80%. And they're just wrecking shit. You know, that's, that's a small percentage of those people that 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 are that aren't black but are are involved in it you know what i mean i think a majority of it it is i mean and i've seen a lot of nice gestures man i don't want you to lose your train of thought i know that i'm being rude and and cutting you off i've seen you know i saw a picture that i sent you yesterday where there was this um this line of white people and they're holding hands and they're protecting the black people you know what i mean i don't think that everybody that goes out there that isn't black has that mentality you know i think some people really do want to be part of the solution and they have strong mm-hmm. opinions about the cause, and I think their heart's in the right place. I think those people spray painting the building didn't mean to do anything unintentional. I don't think they 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 were able to comprehend, you know, that that was going to be st- still viewed as a black person did it. I think they thought they were doing something right. I don't. I, I'm not mad at them. But you still have a majority of people out there that are of darker complexion, and not not all of them, but some of them, bad apples, right, are are taking it upon themselves to make this, you know, the type of protest that they want to make it.
2: But the second half of what I was going to say was that just like there were other races, races, uh, sounds like I'm saying racists, racists, meaning white Mm -hmm. people, Asian people, whatever, uh, also running in the shops, taking stuff. Um, maybe of the group that was the the people that are running in there the, the majority might be might look like they're african-american um, I'm not sure how much that actually means because what about all the african-americans who are now doing that like you don't know how many of them are just at home like watching that shit on the news like the rest of us mm-hmm. yeah, so sure. what I'm saying is that they're bad apples regardless of their race they're just bad apples mm-hmm. Well, I'm not even going to go there because I'm not saying that's what you're doing. So I don't want yeah, no, anyone I'm, to misunderstand what I'm saying. For sure. I'm
0: not saying that it's black people's fault. <laughs> I'm saying that, it, yeah, I don't, <laughs> let me clarify that off rip. I mean, everybody knows the color of my skin. And although we are Hispanic, um, it doesn't, I, I don't lose sight of our ancestors and the reason I am the color of my skin. And I love who I am and, and you know what we stand for as a family. So I'm not saying it's black people's fault. I'm saying that there are certain people that are going out and they're making it about them. And to are making it more of a selfish thing, you know? And, and that's where, where yeah. my, my biggest yeah. tiff is, you know, if you will.
2: I found, that, uh, I, I literally just came across um, a, a tweet by the very guy you were just talking about a few minutes ago, Colin Kaepernick. Yes. And uh, he was tweeting about this uh, whole situation. And I just want to read it because I think since we mentioned him, and since he's weighing in on it, then maybe it's interesting for, for you and for the listeners. He says, when civility leads to death, revolting is the only logical reaction. The cries for peace will rain down, and when they do, they will land on deaf ears, because your violence has brought this resistance. We have the right to fight back. Rest in power, George Floyd. So, like you said, Colin Kaepernick is the one who was, you know, peacefully showing his resistance by taking a knee during the national anthem at the football games. And now I'm, I'm not entirely sure that I I won't say I understand exactly what his position is on the violence, but he's definitely for the, the resistance. I mean, he says, because your violence has brought this resistance. So I I don't know. I don't know.
0: I, I, I'm just, I'm for the protest. I said very clearly at the beginning of this that I think that there's a big problem here. I think there's that, that things need to change. I feel like racism in America is still a huge problem and it's a bigger problem because it's it's lied about now and it's swept under the rug. You know, at least before 50 years ago, which is another thing. We're not too far removed, you know, from from people in in, in white clothes. You know what I mean? Like people's grandfathers yeah. came from that. People's grandfathers came from a white-only water fountain you know which is i think why it's 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 still so prominent i feel like this generation once they become you know of of that age right when they're in their 60s 70s 80s it's going to be different right it's still going to be there but it's going to be different we're not too far removed from really fucked up shit happening here in the states you know so I, I i i'm for the protests as well i'm just i just want us to be more cerebral in how we do it and i understand that We can go with the best intentions. Maybe somebody went and said, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm just going to bring a bottle of water and I'm going to bring my sign. But you get there and you start getting amped up and you see somebody get jumped and all of a sudden, ah, you know what I mean? Again, that herd mentality takes over and let's just make sure that we're checking our emotions because if we allow ourselves to go too far, are we really going to be able to, to start solving this issue that we have not only in America, but in the world? I feel at a certain point, it does more harm than good if we go too far to the right or to the left. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe I have more of a Martin Luther King approach on that, but I feel like we can do it and our voice can be heard and, and we can protest, but we don't have to take it to the extreme, if that makes sense. One thing for me that I, that I have that, that has brought me a little bit of joy is to see how other countries in the world are reacting to what's going on um for example in berlin yeah i was surprised about yeah that. even in berlin yeah. which is your neck of the woods, cynic um they they had they had protests and i mean it's i mean i think again it lets you know that we're on the right track man but fuck this shit's taking too long man it's taking too long i just wish i just wish we were farther along but maybe our our kids kids won't be able to get there without without us having to go through it i just wish it was moving quicker if that makes any sense
2: yeah I get your point. It makes sense uh you know i'm I guess it's no secret by now that I'm no fan of humanity. I don't particularly expect that that's ever gonna change mm. if I'm completely honest with you and with the listeners um, I wanted to ask you a couple of things Absolutely. actually. one of them is your opinion on the response to the unrest and the violence meaning i'm seeing things like national guard being deployed in i don't know 16 different states and also the police themselves um while we've been talking a lot about the rioters and the ones who are destroying things and you know looting um correct me if i'm wrong but i've i I believe i've come across uh, I believe I've seen some uh, reports of what seems to be police, again, kind of overreaching or overreacting to what are peaceful protests. Have you come across anything like that?
0: Um, I haven't seen. Or at,
2: or at least, maybe, let me correct it. Maybe there weren't peaceful protests. I think there were people who were out past curfew. Mm. Um, and I think that's uh, one case that I that I definitely came across, and they just—I they, mean, they—they're arresting—they're arresting, they're arresting uh, reporters as well. <laughs> I mean, it's just like—I I don't know—I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know, with the response, it, 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 the response doesn't seem proportional. At least it doesn't seem to be aimed towards the rioters specifically. <laughs>
0: it's mixed, man. I think it depends on where you're at. For example, down here in Miami, Florida, I think the police did a great job in the day. There was a day protest um, yesterday in Coral Gables. Well, there was one downtown as well. I believe it started Coral Gables at four. Um, And I got the message uh, through the grapevine, but I didn't post it on social media. And the reason I didn't post it on social media is because I just didn't want anybody to go out there with wrong intentions. I felt like the people that got it are the people that really want to affect change. So I kept it to myself. And the daytime of the protest was very peaceful and it was done respectfully. And the cops gave at least here in Miami, I can't speak for, for anywhere else, but they gave the uh the people the room and space to to express how they felt. And some cops even marched with with the with the community. You know what I mean? Um
2: really? Yeah,
0: man. Yeah. Uh, and which was really great to see, especially from Miami, because there's it's a melting pot down here and you know, again, you can't control people. So just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean that, that your neighbor does as well. I was really proud to see that, you know, but then night came and, and it was a completely different story. That's that's when, when those individuals came out that, that had, you know, a little more aggression in them. You know what I mean? If you feel that way, man, do it in the daytime. Why are you hiding at night? You know, but whatever. They they went out there at night and, and that's when them cop cars got burnt and, you know, they went to the precinct, um, I, I believe, and Cops had to come out in riot gear and throw some tear gas out there. But from what I've seen, that that's in my neighborhood now. From the news and from what I've seen, any time that I that I've seen any coverage, and again, it could be the media ma- manipulating it. With the exception of one video that unfortunately I saw in New York, where this cop um, had a barricade in front of his car. I think it was in Bronx, New York, and there was people in front of it, and he just he ran forward. He didn't run over anybody. But he he was he like he ran he he went forward at least a good ten feet, knocked everybody yeah, on the it. ground. You know what I mean? With the exception of that, I've seen for the most part either the cops be in line with the people or just give the people space to do what they want to do. You know, um, I haven't seen too much aggression. If anything, I've seen cops being jumped and beat up, uh, not the other way around. Um, I think it does it does point out how the whole strength in numbers aspect works of it. Right, Because the whole strength in numbers aspect is, is typically when we're not revolting, um, when we're not you know, going out there and, and making sure that our voice is heard, obviously the police have the upper hand, but there's more citizens than there are cops. So when something like this happens and the people get behind it, now they outnumber their cops, which is what we, we find ourselves in city after city, where the cops are just holding on because the people are going nuts. But then eventually what happens is the National Guard comes into play. And you spoke about it uh, a a couple minutes ago. And there was a video that I sent you before the show of police and National Guard going down the street. These people are just on their porch, not doing anything, just filming, which which they're allowed to do. All right? right. We live in the United States of America. If you want to be outside on your porch filming, you have every right to do that. They weren't having it. They were like, get in the house, get in the house. Next thing they said was light them up. And they shot paintballs. At least it's not fatal, but still. That If that, that that projectile, that paintball, that rubber bullet hits somebody's eye, that's taking out their eye and their eye is gone for the rest of their lives. So although they still have their life, you can still really affect somebody's life from that point forward, you know, because accidents do happen. And they shot these people on their porch and weren't doing anything. You know what I mean? So I to answer your question, I think it's mixed. Um, I've seen a lot of good things from police, from certain police departments, including Miami PD, um, where they gave the the room and the space you know, for, for people to voice their displeasure, uh, which I think is the right thing to do. But then I've, you know, I've also seen some some uh, police uh, agencies, one in particular, unfortunately, you know, show a little more aggression uh, to the people. Now, you know how these videos work, man. We get 15 seconds, we get a minute, maybe two. We don't know what's happening before then. We don't know if the people are antagonizing the cops. We don't know, you know, what what led up to that moment. But I never think that a cop should react in that manner where he's, you know, he knows there's a barricade in front of his car, so nobody's going to get sucked under, but he's going to ram the barricade to, to, you know, because what's what's that going to do? You think these people are going to go, now they're going to bum rush your car, dude, and now your life might be in danger. So I, yeah. I, I guess it depends, you know, where you are, but for the most part, um, I, I've seen the cops do a pretty decent job of letting the people kind of do their thing, with the exception that the people came to burn rob steal now obviously they're they're gonna show more force um but if you just came to protest i've seen that they've get they've given you your space you know and they've, they've allowed you to do it now it begs the question cynic is that enough though right i think that's something like like what you're saying let's assume that nobody came at night right and made it ugly is it enough for us to just come from four to seven three hours and walk in the streets and chant um george floyd's name is that going to be enough change? And I think that's what some people find themselves in, where they're like, "I'm not going to go to that that daytime stuff because I don't think that's going to evoke enough change. I think we're going to go through the process, and we're going to be here two years down the line where somebody else life gets taken away and somebody records it on video."
2: Yeah i it's i, I tough, don't you know? i don't think i don't think the four to seven march is enough. Um, um my opinion is that if if you want civil disobedience to be the route that brings about change then you have to be prepared to disrupt the, go- the ongoing functions the daily functions of a city for example here in in last year i guess was a few months some months ago now there were taxi drivers protesting against uh, uber and there were also uh, in a separate protest farmers protesting against i have no idea what and what they do is in the case of the taxi drivers they basically get in a huge convoy so and then they just drive through the city at extremely slow speeds and not only are they disrupting the traffic wherever they go you can't catch You can't find a taxi anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Um, or in the case of the farmers, they actually came into the city with their tractors. And I think they just parked them alongside some road. But while they, you know, as they're driving into the city, they're disrupting. Those kinds of things that really disrupt people's like commute um, or the ability for the city to do whatever it does. Those things need to be done daily and they need to be done over a long period of time in order for the city and then the state to feel the pain and then one of two things is going to happen i believe either they're going to then want to sit down and talk or they're going to bring out the 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 police or whoever to forcefully remove you so 50 50 chance but going out for a march uh for three hours one or two days in a row or even a week in a row the people who are in power they'll just wait you out because they know that eventually you got to go back to work yeah but if you're willing to make the sacrifice if it means that much to you and you're willing to really disrupt and and it disrupts people like when they do protests here in, in europe like people get pissed off when you know the people who run the trains go on strike you can't get to work You know, and they'll do it for one or two days and it's highly disruptive. It's so disruptive that they always get to the table with the city, you know. But if you're not willing to really put it on the line and do that kind of disruption, then... You know, they're just going to wait you out or they're going to use force eventually if it's disruptive enough. And and we're not talking violence. We're talking about simple disruption.
0: And and I have no problem with the disruption. I have no problem with that, man. I think that's an example of thinking out of the box of, of more forward thinking. You know, I think that's an example of how could we get what we want out of the situation without damaging property and without hurting individuals. I think things like that, along those lines, are definitely what I stand for. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it, it for one, is going to take more than it's going to take more commitment from the individual within three hours of their time. Like you said, how committed are you to this? And I think a lot of people out here are just out here because it's cool. I think a lot of people are out here protesting are out here because they've been locked up for the past three months because it's COVID shit. And my thing is, is, is you know check that out at the door man make sure you're out there for the right reasons you know cuz people like that that are kind of just like oh i really don't care but i'm out here because i got nothing better to do are the people that are, are are wasting space and those are the people that are fucking tagging up black black life ladders on the side of fucking uh buildings <laughs> and they don't really, they don't really care they're just bored yeah. but i think people that are willing like you said to fucking miss work right to stand there for hours on hand to disrupt the flow of, of, of the community, right. And, and how it disrupt, you know, the flow of, of just everyday life where people can now feel it. Like you said, people get pissed when the train conductors go on strike because they can't fucking go to work. I think those are perfect examples of what we need more of, man. And I'm not saying that's always going to work, man. Listen, I, I get it. I get that sometimes we're going to need to use a little force, but fuck, if we're always using force, then that force won't be impactful. You know what I mean? It's just like if you always curse, you know, if if you're always cursing and you're always mother effing this and mother effing that, then it loses its effect. Mm-hmm. But if you're more selective with when you use it, then when you use it, people are like, oh shit, like I've never heard him speak that way. I know that this means something to him. I know that he's pissed. Let's just be more selective with how we use our force. Uh, you know, I know that we don't live in in, in um the Wizard of Oz, you know. I, I know that this isn't a perfect world. And I'm not, man, I'm woke. I get it. I'm pissed too. I don't think that that certain cops should be employed by police academies, by by, by police um establishments. I I don't. I do think there's a problem there. But not all cops are the problem. And how we're displaying our displeasure and our aggression just needs to be more focused people that's all i'm saying man you know we we just need to we need to because like you said man like you do this you get it out your system ah i threw a tantrum ah then shit goes back to normal and in two years we have this shit happen again what can we do to start change what can we do to affect change what can we do to make sure that our grandkids don't have to deal with shit like this That's the type of thinking that I think we need, you know, because what what good do we get from just going out there and sweating a bit and screaming a bit and kicking some trash cans over? I just I don't I don't know if I don't again, I don't think in the past that's yielded any results that have been in our favor. So I'm just I'm weary of of what that same behavior is going to bring us moving forward.
2: So you you're giving me a perfect segue to something that I wanted to talk about. And um, you mentioned that, you know, that some cops um, are, you know, some some cops shouldn't be in the position that they're in, shouldn't have. One thousand percent. Um, I was thinking about that earlier and I, I took it like I kind of just played with that in my head for a while and tried to. Go back and forth understand like what what could be happening and why, and I was talking about it with, with my family with, with my wife and my son today and I feel like there is a an unspoken contract that we all have with our police forces because while we don't talk about it openly, we all know that there are always going to be some mistakes they're always going to be some abuse. they're going to be people who die from if you're in a country that has a death penalty you know are put to death incorrectly and going to be people who are put in jail and These are things that happen and they'll always happen because the people who police us are the same imperfect people who are who they're who are being policed, and as long as we Are policing each other, they're always going to be these people falling through the cracks. We don't we expect that it shouldn't happen, and we're outraged when it does, but it's never going to stop because these people who are police, they're not perfect. And on the contrary, I think you have a a confluence of, of of things happening where you have one when it comes to recruitment. I think the recruitment of police officers, and I say this not knowing what their recruitment procedures are. My assumption is that they're probably different in every freaking state, county, or, you know, city. But there obviously needs to be some much more stringent recruiting happening, you know, because people are are coming in and these are the same people that, you know, they're they're your neighbors, they're your friends. They're coming in just as fucked up as anyone else with their own problems, with their own prejudices, with their own stresses and their own biases. They're not angels. They come in and I assume as long as they don't have a record or some obvious um, psychopathy, you know, and they can pass the the tests, physical and otherwise, then they can be cops. But if you're coming in and you have your own hangups and everyone has them and you're put into a position of power... I mean, sure, hats off to the ones who are doing a good job, you know, who want to do good and go into it for the right reasons. But what I feel happens is you have, A, people who are going into it because they want that power. They want to be in a position to, you know, use that power against others. And if they're coming in already, you know, half screwed up with their own hangups and whatever... As soon as they have the opportunity, they're gonna use that power. That's there's them. And then I think you have be the people who are trying to do good who will inevitably, because of the shit that they see on the streets, you know, if they work in that field long enough, I mean they're not machines. They're gonna be impacted. You know, they'll either burn out, you know, and, and end up leaving the force because they can't. Or it might screw them up to the point where they'll, at the very least, they might just start to turn a blind eye to some things. In the worst case, they'll become the same, like like their partners who are, who are screwed up, who were screwed up from the beginning, you know, and start seeing things in such a jaded way, you know, that they don't see another human being anymore. They just see, you know, some animal that they can mistreat and, you know... Hold down on the ground on their with your knee in their neck for almost ten minutes, because that's not, not a human being. You know, this is just a, another piece of crap uh, thief or rapist or whatever. They, they dehumanized them, and so the whole that whole situation for me, it's like this. This is this was always bound to happen, and it always will happen as long as this is the way we police each other. That's my take on it. That's how I. That's how I. That's what I came to because I, I don't see realistically any other way that this can turn out. We can't guarantee that you're gonna have, you know, people you're coming into the force who are, you know, top notch. They're 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 stable. They got their shit together. They can handle it. You know, that's not gonna happen. And un- unless that happens, we're always gonna have. These kinds of things happening. So what's the answer to that? What is the answer to that?
0: Do we have to... Excuse me. Do we have to have a more strenuous...
2: I think in the short term...
0: Entry bylaws or stipulations for people? Are we making it too easy for cops?
2: Honestly, I think we should. But I think the consequences of that would be that we would have many fewer cops... I think if they were really, really screened um, stringently, we would probably have many fewer cops than we have today, to be honest.
0: I think if if you pay cops more, which I I think is is definitely a possibility, but you make it, it, you go through more of a thorough process of the people, because I'd rather have just a round number, 100 good cops than 500, where 400 are shitty and 100 are good, you know? And I know that that in itself might invoke, you know, some people to get a little more curious with what they can do as far as delinquent activity, you know, because if people For don't sure. feel like there's a police presence, right. Then, you know, they're going to go out and they're going to do a little more of the shit that they shouldn't be doing. I get that, but there has to be a solution to that. Cause I agree with you. I think that these people aren't perfect. I think that we all have, you know, demons that we struggle with, right. We all have skeletons in our closet. We all have, Past issues that we may bring into to adulthood, you know, and sometimes a job does get to you. Sometimes you can burn out. Uh, I'm I I get that I do, but I I also do think that there 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 has to be a a response to that. There has to be something you know that that's that we can come up with where we can fix that. You know, for example, this cop man, uh, Derek. I'm just gonna say Derek man. I'm not even gonna say his last name because he doesn't deserve it. Derek C. Um, he had one, two, three, four, five, six major complaints before this one. And when I tell you six major complaints, I'm talking about, for example, the restraint to, uh, technique used by the officer to murder Floyd was not part of the department training. Being represented by Tom Kelly, the same attorney who got officer, uh, Ger- Jeremino Yanez, who murdered Philando Castle, acquitted, um, the police officer was on leave 2011 for an inappropriate police shooting of an Alaskan native, Leroy Martinez. Um, the police officer shot Ira Latrell-Tolls, unarmed black 21-year-old, in 2008. These are all infractions he had before this. Why the fuck was he still employed? My thing is is that you have people like that, right, that think the way he thinks. Then you have people above him, like captains, that are just like fucking him, cynic right so once yeah. shit like this starts happening rather than taking care of it and cutting the fucking cancer and making sure that he has a department that he could be proud of if he thinks just like this motherfucker he's not gonna he's not gonna do anything to hold him accountable so now you have the people above him giving him the room to do what the fuck he wants to do and it takes something like this all of a sudden now he's fired Senek you're gonna tell me that if people weren't riding in the streets this guy wouldn't still be employed bro
2: yeah, he probably would be he on would administrative be. leave, still getting paid. <laughs> still and, getting uh, paid, brother. Waiting waiting to be acquitted if he was ever brought up on charges.
0: Yeah, But because the people didn't stay quiet, which again, I agree with, man. I'm not saying stay home and stay shut. I am not saying that by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying let's be more forward thinking with how we're doing it. But because the people went out there and they they you know are releasing their displeasure, then he got fired, and then they were like, "No, that's not enough. He should be arrested for murder." And now he got arrested for murder. And now they're saying that the other police officer that were with him should be arrested as well, because nobody did anything to stop it. Which I agree with as well. But it's it th- that's the thing is this shit is embedded so deep. Racism is embedded so deep in the fabric of, of what is the United States that you have captains and you have uh, people in high ranking positions, and whether it be police department or even military for that for that aspect. That think like this guy, man. That a couple that 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 were raised a couple years back, you know, and when, when they were going to school, were were raised a certain way, thinking that white is better, that white is superior than any other race. You know, racism isn't isn't something that's genetically passed on. Racism is something that's taught. That's why it's so important. Any parents that are out are listening to this podcast, it's so important, man, the conversations that you're having in your home, when the doors are closed and there's nobody around, it's so important, guys, to be having the right conversations with your children, because you guys are molding these little humans that would eventually will become adults. And if we're not giving them, I understand part of it is we can only understand what we've been taught. Some people don't have the vision. Because they haven't, they you know, it, it hasn't been shown to them. You know, it, they, they can't fathom something else because it hasn't been shown to them. Sometimes people don't want to see it. But the conversations that we're having with our children and how we're raising our children and, and what's happening in our in our homes is so important, man. It's so important that, that it's coming from the right place. And that we're we're teaching them and we're instilling, you know, love and acceptance in them. It doesn't mean you're raising pussies. Listen, I understand the world that we live in, you know, as there's some days that I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know if I want to have kids because of the shit that I see, you know, I get it. Like we have to raise strong men and women. And that's, that, that's not saying to raise pussies, but don't, don't instill hate. Don't teach hate. You know what I mean? That's something that, that doesn't need, doesn't need to be in a child's heart, you know? And when you do that, because you've been shown that maybe because you don't know the better because you just don't give a fuck. Then you have people that become cops right, and that hold that they get away with multiple things that they should have been fired for and it takes something like this for them to 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 have to respond for it. I don't know if you heard cynic, but the police were barricading um this police officer's home because you can you can imagine that the people wanted his head. his wife ended up divorcing him. Which I, I think is interesting. That. I did read about that. His wife knew what he was about. So it's either one or two things. Either she's just like him or she never stood for it. Right? But stay with him because for whatever personal reasons. You know, but right now she's 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 out. You know, all of a sudden she wants to divorce him. Man, you knew who he was. Why all of a sudden now you want to divorce him? Why? Because they want his head and you're afraid that it might spill over to you. So now you want to cut ties? Because you're not going to tell me that his wife didn't know he was a racist piece of shit. You're not going to tell me this is news to her. Why now, all of a sudden, you want to divorce him?: <laughs> That's peculiar yeah. timing, man, yeah. if you ask me. You know what I mean?
2: Uh, my guess was when I read it, my guess was she was trying to just uh cover her own ass, uh, not exactly. you know, avoid people, avoid people hounding her and her kids.
0: You can imagine, man, like that must have been a, a crazy scene outside of his house. And I'm surprised that there wasn't there wasn't more new more news media
2: there at his
0: home. Cause I never saw any pictures or articles on that. I just heard um the reports that that uh he was he was being protected by the police. For obvious reasons, because people people wanted his head, you know.
2: I I read that they were they painted something on his house or something like that, but uh, I didn't read any more than anything else than that. So... Yeah, no,
0: I, I heard that they they wanted him, man, but the police didn't let them didn't let them get get to him. And another thing is that the the charge that he's getting, I think it's third degree manslaughter, second degree, uh, third degree murder, second degree manslaughter. Is what it is. Even those charges are coming late. First, he wasn't even let go, right? Yeah. Then he was let go because of the pressure. Um, and now he has these 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 lesser charges, even though they're still mass and, and, uh and murder, but they're, they're not first-degree charges, you know? Um, yeah. Something I said online was this means nothing, man, because a lot of the times they'll do this to shut people up, and then you'll notice six months later that this guy gets acquitted and nobody's talking about it. <laughs> yeah you know, we gotta yeah we gotta see this shit through because they're fucking snakes bro you know they'll they'll do it to shut people up and to quiet people down like you said they'll go from you go to protest from four to seven and they'll just outlast you, dude, and once you go home because you have to go back to work and you you're done with you know you you feel like you did your part, shit's gonna go right back to the way it was, you know, and eventually things are gonna calm down, and people are gonna go back home and people are gonna stop rioting, and then you're gonna see on your feed. Just like the the guy that, that shot Trayvon Martin that he got away with it. People were going crazy when that happened. And the motherfucker ended up getting acquitted. Explain to me how that how 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 in in I don't know if you heard about that story in Europe, but you know, yeah, it was a big story. It was yeah, it was a huge story here. A couple months later he got acquitted and it made a little bit of noise, but not as much as it should have. Not as much as how, you know, how much not, not as much as you thought it would have been from the reaction that everybody had. People were wearing hoodies everywhere and, you know, to honor this kid and everybody, everything calms down and we feel like we did our part. We got, you know, it's, (laughs) we got it out of our system. Now this guy gets acquitted, you know, a few months down the line and, and nobody can, can, can bat an eyelash. I hope that we see this through. I hope that they see this through. I hope somebody holds them accountable. I hope somebody holds him accountable and those police officers that were with him, you know, and I pray for them, man. I pray for their souls because, and sometimes you can't choose who your parents are maybe he wasn't a bad kid growing up you know maybe his his parents just instilled some some shitty some shitty morals in him um but i just feel like there's certain people that that uh that were just brought up in in unfortunate situations and that's kind of become the fabric of who they are and then i just feel like there's certain people that are just pieces of shit and i just feel like this guy's a piece of shit i don't think you know, it was because his mommy and daddy were racist. You know, I think he enjoyed what he did, and and I hope that that he pays, man.
2: Yeah, I can only. I, I, it only brings me back to, to to what I was saying a few minutes ago. I mean, he is who he is, and with all that, you know, he he cleared through his training, his recruitment, whatever, and he went on to, as you described, commit. Numerous infractions. Complaints against him. No one did anything. At least nothing of consequence. You know, I would assume that there would be some kind of a board that reviews officers uh, who have infractions. Yeah, it's called the internal affairs. That obviously didn't work. So it, it to me, is just... Maybe I'm, I'm I'm harping on that too much, but I just don't think... I don't... I, I think if we want... The, the system to be fair and to be um, to be devoid of, of the kinds of, of problems that, that we bring to it just from the fact that we're human beings. Um, I, I think we just need to go beyond that. I don't think we should be using people to, 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 to police people. What I do you think don't. the answer
0: is, Cynic? Do you have? Because I know sometimes we have a question, we don't necessarily have the solution, but we just know that. You know, do you have an answer to that? Is it? Is it robots? What I think it's because? technology. Yeah, technology. I think it's
2: technology because we Judge use dread type shit. We're using technology already in fields in all kinds of fields. We have all kinds of automation happening, and for all the jobs that you know they that automation takes away. And I get it, because if you were to do that, you know, a big chunk and eventually all of the human police force would be gone. But to me, it's just like this is inevitably it's going to happen. It's inevitable. And the sooner we put our heads towards that and try and start working and making ways to make that happen, obviously it would be a very long and slow process, but we need to start it, in my opinion. Because not only would it take uh, people out of harm's way, meaning the police officers, you know, because you would have potentially some well, sort of machine I
0: was I was thinking of the civilians. You were thinking about the cops.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm because what I mean is that because you have cops who when they're going out and policing other people, mm-hmm. one big excuse for why a lot of them use deadly force is because they feel threatened. Yeah and in some cases they probably i'm sure they are threatened not probably they are threatened we know that there's plenty of police officers that are killed by by um by criminals for sure for sure right so you take the police officer the threat to that human being you take that away you know and if some dirtbag piece of trash uh criminal wants to you know Take out whatever he wants to take out or she on on some kind of a machine, you know at least it's not you know a human being behind that um and and if the technology is and and I know it's a thin line because there's what a up? whole privacy thing and whatever, but mm-hmm. the technology will 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 work based on how it's programmed, so obviously. If you have um, people who are, you know, with faults programming this thing, you know, you could easily program racism into a machine is what I'm saying. Right. Mm. You know, but on the other flip side, you can also program it to n- you can program it to be fair. To be neutral, you can program it to see yeah. people as just people. You can program it to do enforce the law just as the law and... You know, and then you get rid of some of this, these gray areas which cause issues, and and these police officers making decisions on a whim, because I, a lot of them, I'm sure, also get away with the kind of stuff that that this guy did, yes, you know, uh, last week or whatever. Yeah. You know, we don't know of all the cases that are not reported.
0: Yeah, man, I I think that's a great solution. I think until we can say with one hundred percent certainty that um we're not going to have either racist cops or cops, you know, having their lives put on the line as well. Cause like you said, there's two sides of it. It's not only, you know, it's obviously you can program a machine to be racist. We're hoping that that's not even an option, right? Uh, That'd be, that'd, that'd really suck. We're hoping that that's not even an option, right? So assuming that it's not, and it's done the right way. Um, I think that solves the issue of, of of you know somebody getting pulled over and, and already being nervous because of the color of their skin, even though they know that you know their license isn't expired, they have insurance on their car, you know they've done everything right, but just because they're black driving in a certain neighborhood, now they're 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 afraid because of of the the day and age we lived in. So yeah. it takes that away, right? So now it's disarming it's disarming the tension that's already being built before that traffic stop even happened. You know what I mean? Now that that it, person of color, hopefully um could be more more chill because they know that they're they're dealing with something that's a machine there's not it's, it's not a person that's going to have their their own personal opinions um you know in reference to, to how that traffic stop is going to go but like mm-hmm. you said as well it puts police officers in a much better or well they they wouldn't you know I, i'm sure we can find other ways to employ them you know but you don't have the the casualty of police officers passing away because there are fucking horrible people out there that do want to hurt police officers when we aren't rioting just regular badass people that don't deserve to be living that want to hurt you know people that are that are that are doing their job i i think that that's that's something we need to go and i've always been very careful with that thing because you've always heard you know ever since i robot you know (laughs) for anybody out there hope i'm not dating myself here uh, but ever since <laughs> iRobot came out, you were like, man, these, these machines are going to take over and, you know, we're going to program it to a point. They're going to be so smart that they're going to be able to pick up like shit that we're trying to do. So, you know, just like when, Oh, this, you have a, a robot that's a maid, for example. Right. And you can mess with the settings, you know, it can be a little snarky. It can be, you know, um, submissive, whatever the case may be, just because you find it fun. Let's say that robot start starts liking that snarky personality. When you go to disarm it to put it into a different setting, he's going to stop you. You know, that forward thinking that that robot is having now, you know, kind of taking a personality of its own is what I've always been afraid of. Because I think in the back of our mind as humans, we, at least some of us believe that machines will one day will <laughs> be the office species. And it's something that we need to be very careful about. But... I think in this situation it's something that I'm for because it's just going to it's going to even the playing field man the people will be a lot more calm because they know they're dealing with something that's just going to read in binary ones or zeros right it's either you were speeding or you weren't either you're over the 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 um alcohol limit or you're not you know and then you got to deal with your consequences like an adult but it it takes it takes away that human interaction out of it it takes like you said, that person that went to the academy that shouldn't have been there but passed, you know, he had underlining issues and now he's taking it out on his job and it's affecting people of the community. It's affecting people's lives. I think something like that would would help. I don't know how far we are from that. I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen in our lifetime. Uh, maybe once once we're older, you know, we we'll we'll start seeing more of that. I mean, they have butlers now that are robots. My buddy um Mike the other day on Facebook. He was in some hotel. He ordered ketchup, and the fucking <laughs> fucking robot came and delivered <laughs> ketchup to his door. And he and he showed it for us on Facebook, which was pretty pretty dope. So I mean, maybe we're not that far removed because we already have that kind of technology, you know. But um, we're
2: not. We're not that far removed. Just I, but then question. what do you do with
0: all the cops that are employed, kid? Because they're not, you know, obviously some of them you can move them around. You can put them, like, maybe they'll they'll be more of a surveillance thing, right? So every cop will be in charge of a robot. So they'll be in a safe place. Surveillance, they can call for backup if need be. But there's going to be cops that lose their jobs, you know? And I think that's going to be the main thing. Um, there
2: will be cops that lose their you know. jobs. There, there's no way around it. I mean, in the very beginning, you can do some sort of a transition and... You know, the cops together working alongside these things. But eventually the goal should be that there are no more human cops. Or there's a very small contingent of human cops that handle very specific things. And yeah, they will. a lot of them will lose their jobs. So what? I, I get that, that that seems glib because you're like, well, what the fuck? You mean, that's my livelihood. That's always been the case with humanity. I don't understand Regardless why we always somebody... act like it's the first time
0: it's better than somebody losing their life right
2: and then there's that aspect of it too yeah. but there's always people losing their jobs when when technology takes over the, why should cops be immune to that
0: are we going to stop progressing as a society from a technological standpoint because we don't want people to lose their jobs <laughs> yeah yeah you, you, it's right you make
2: it makes sense i think it's going to come sooner or later i think it could already we could be much closer to it if if the people who were either the people who were in power and we're talking governments or the people who in the private sector if they just wanted to do it they could do it but that's not what their focus is you know and so that's it's just a question of where's your focus and where you uh spend your money your investments uh this is something that they should uh, uh at the very least already be start looking into you know, but sure, you're going to have a lot of complaints, a lot of unions coming out from police officers and we're going to lose our jobs. And well, I mean, welcome to the new world. Everyone's going to lose their jobs at some point.
0: Keep the good they, ones, man. Huh? Know, try to try to keep the good ones. It's hard It's hard to weed that out, you know, but try to keep try to keep the, the good ones and and the ones that have infractions that you know that are suspect it just it begs the question man again there's a lot of people in leadership that are are fucking racist look I'm watching this um this Epstein documentary on Netflix I don't know if you've seen it uh Syndic. it came out I think this week um no. it has nothing to do with racism this guy was a complete parasite He was a pedophile um but there's a I I got a text message not too long ago somebody saying hey um Donald cuz Donald Trump and Epstein used to rub shoulders together and uh, they just told me that, like, um, when, when, uh, before Trump was president, that he had a, had a case against him raping a girl with Epstein, um, that was 13 years old. This guy's our president now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, mm-hmm. allegedly, right? In fairness to to, to to Donald, we don't know if that's true or not. I don't. I I, I don't find that um too hard to believe. <laughs> you know, just because. <laughs> I I have a good understanding of who Donald is. And and, and I know that if he was rubbing shoulders with this guy, he knew what he was into. But everybody's everybody's doing do their thing in court. And I don't want to go ahead and, and crucify him here on this podcast. But it's just... That's a perfect example when there's people like that that have fucking skeletons in their closet that now are the leader of the free world. That's my concern. It's not necessarily the the little guy the guy the patrol guy that's a racist fuck but it's the captain it's the general it's the colonel it's the president of the united states
2: that's absolutely right that's absolutely right i mean this it would not work in like um it wouldn't work to take you know a solution like that and just plug it into society as it is now like Mm -hmm. that would never work because you know the same psychos that that you know were before running on the streets with the shield. Um, their kin are the ones who are in politics. Mm-hmm. We would we would need to really rethink our entire uh, infrastructure, civilization. We would really need to rethink it. Um, I don't know if we're good enough to get there. My opinion is we could get there. I don't think we're good enough to do it. But we should start at least because, I mean, to me, the only alternative is I'll see you in, in a couple of months at the next riot.
0: Yeah. No, we have to, man. We have to. If, if we know anything, we know that history repeats itself. We know that the Trayvon Martin situation was a perfect example of people being in uproar and, 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 dis, and displeased and displeasure. And how kind of things leveled back out again. You know, we have to start looking for different ways to affect change. Because the way that we're doing is the way it's always been done, and it hasn't yielded any results that have given us a solution that we're that we're proud of, you know. And I know the whole judge dread thing might be left field, but when I look at it, man, it it'll be a great solution, you know, a, a good start to this whole situation with with uh you know with police brutality and 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 the misconduct. How much? How much instances do you have in these white colleges, these these um Caucasian males that come from wealth that have rape charges on them because mm. they've they raped this you know this girl at a sorority house and they get off they walk away, they 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 walk away bro. You have so much of those cases that don't get reported. Their dad and their mom buy them out of that you know, but. The the torment that that they're putting that individual through is like oh it's it, it doesn't matter it's because who did it it was a a, a, a white guy first of all that's let's start there because it was a black guy you know he would have been hung it was a white guy and it was a white guy that came from money the two most powerful things here in the United States and we need to turn that upside down man we need to start holding everybody accountable I don't give a fuck who you are I don't care if your daddy owns Harvard if you rape this girl and you guys took turns on her, and you guys ruined this girl's life, all you motherfuckers should be burned at the stake. Everybody should be held accountable. But we have a society and we have a system that, you know, protects people like that, but then crucifies people because of their color of their skin. When you look at it from from more of a, a wide lens, man, there's so much work to be done that you can almost get discouraged. You put your hands up and you say, fuck it. But we can't, man. We can't. We can't. We We have to start invoking change. We have to start We have, if not for us, for our kids, kids, man, you know, because until somebody says, you know what, I'm not going to be afraid of the work that needs to be done. I'm just going to start until, you know, a generation says that we're never going to get to a place where we can say that this is a thing of the past and it's just in the history books. You know what I mean? I think we're we're always going to have another riot. We're always going to have more looting. We're always going to have more of the same of what's going on because we're not doing anything to change it from, from, from the inside, you know?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's, that requires a change in human psychology, and that's a big ask.
0: That's a big ask, man. That is. And I just feel like we're getting farther and farther away from, um, from something like that happening. You know, I, I don't know. I just, I, I would hope, honestly, that we were getting closer to things like that, that world peace is something that isn't just, you know... Something cool to say, or or a, a a quote to put on 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 a headline of your Instagram or or Facebook is something that we can really work towards. Um, but I just I don't know. I just don't know where to start, man. I just know we gotta start. I don't know where to start. I know. I just know we have to start now, and it's because it's gonna take so long. We can't think of it from, you know, in a selfish, in a selfish manner. We have to know that if we start now, we're probably not going to see change in our lifetime. But if we start now, hopefully our children's children can have that change. You. you know, it has to be, it has to be a selfless act. It has to be for, for the generations that, that, that come after us, because it's such a big, you know, mountain to climb. It's such a big pile of shit that bro is going to take forever to get through it. And even when it does roll out, you're still going to have corruption. You're still going to have people that slip through the cracks, but it's going to be better than what we have now.
2: That mm-hmm. shit is
0: running rampant. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. All right, man. I think I'm going to hit them with the quote, Senek. I mean, is there anything else you want to No, I go think ahead it's a add? good time. I think it's a good yeah. time
2: to do that. I I, I, I can only tap out at this point. I think I've said <laughs> my piece and then some. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the quote that you have for us this week. And Let's do it. go for it
0: at the heart of racism is the religious assertion that god made a creative mistake when he brought some people into being and that's from frederick otto Hertz. and hmm. um yeah man that one that one jumped out to me because i'm gonna tell a little personal story here cynic it's real real weird how this podcast thing works out <laughs> because I i'm finding myself being open to things that some of like there's there's things that I say on this podcast that are not even you know or, or or my really close friends but um when I was very young I think I was in and I don't know why but I have an elephant's memory I mean I can remember I can remember a lot of shit and I think you can attest to that because sometimes I bring up things and you're like dude how the fuck do you remember that and I'm like I don't know I just I remember that is correct <laughs> yeah um I think I was in kindergarten and uh, a little boy told me my mom told me that people the color your skin aren't good that that you know only white people are good, but people of your color aren't good. And as a young boy, I couldn't understand that. I remember I I went home that day and I I tried to see if rubbing my skin would change the color of it. Hmm. So when I when I say that you know the conversations that we have with our kids at home are important, and what we're instilling in the kids in our in our children are important, is because I understand now that it wasn't that that child was was a bad child but what he was learning from his parents the conversations that we were having in closed doors breeded that ignorance for him to tell me something like that i don't even think i ever told my mom that i don't remember if i did or not maybe i did but i never forget that and it made me very aware of at a very young age at you know how things work here in the united states and even though I live in in South Florida, where it's a melting pot for all these different cultures, and there's a lot of acceptance here, it's not like me living in Oklahoma, <laughs> you know, or, or uh, down south in South Carolina or something like that. I mean, for the most part, somebody of, of any ethnicity should feel comfortable here because it's just you know there's such a um, a big mix of everything here. You know, a melting, melting pot. Should, yeah, a melting pot, right? You, you feel you feel you feel at home. Um, but it gave me a very very quick crash course on what I was to expect. and I don't know what that person was was grew up to be, but I know that that person was very racist at, 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 at an age as, as a kindergarten level. you know do you so, remember
2: do you remember being on a playground an incident where you were in the on the, the playground
0: with the rock yeah the
2: the, the rock.
0: Yeah, with uh, with um, that a kid threw a rock at my ear and my ear started bleeding.
2: What what? How do you remember it? Because I maybe I'm thinking of something else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't remember it. I don't remember that being a racial, a racial charged incident. Although it could have been, because maybe my mind was just too simple to understand the complexity of the situation. But I do remember that I was on a swing and I think me and this kid had a little tough little tussle over the swing. I'm saying I was like, yo, son, I ain't giving up the swing, son. You was saying? <laughs> I was here first. And then I don't know if he blindsided me or what, pero me tiró una piedra loco. He threw a rock at my ear and it I don't know if he threw a rock at my head or what and I ducked or, or moved. Because I was nice with it even at an early age. I remember having little scuffles on the playground too. I held my own, you know what I mean? But I don't know what happened, but he like he scraped my ear and my ear was bleeding. Um and I do remember going you know obviously to my parents at that time or to you guys and you know yo <laughs> somebody help me out here but that's what i remember from that situation i don't remember it stemming
2: there was a situation and I, maybe that was the same one uh, i know that you came home um and you were upset uh, probably crying and some kid had done something to you and when i i went back with you to the playground and it may be in that moment that when i confronted the kid he said something that was racist i I just couldn't remember if 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 he said it when i went or he said it to you beforehand but i remember picking that kid up by the neck (laughs) and and threatening him and I guess I left him in shock because he he didn't uh, he, you know there was nothing else he, he didn't say anything else he didn't come back with any smart comment.
1: Hmm.
2: And um, I remember that as 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 an incident that did involve some kind of a racist uh yeah. comment. Did I, end from up, the kid. I you know
0: what now that you say that I remember that. I remember that. I think that was a different occasion.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: I think that was a different occasion, but I remember you picking him up. Now that you say that like boom like flashes you know, I, I see the basketball court. I see the sand pit. I see everything. I remember you raising him up. And, um, and uh and yeah, his little leg swinging.
2: I was, yeah, I was I was pretty enraged. Yeah, so thank you for but the my, quote, sir. No, man,
0: <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for reminding me of that incident as well. But I was fortunate enough to have strong people around me that always taught me to, to love who you are and to accept who you are. And they always instilled love in me, you know, between um, you know, the, the the role models I had in my life and just life experiences and kind of life molding you, I was fortunate enough to 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 kinda like be able to shake that shit off. Not every kid has that support system that I had. For a kid that didn't have a bigger brother to come have his back like you did, or, you know, for a kid that didn't have the support system that I had when, you know, that kid in school told me that people of my color aren't good and white people are good and no. that that shit man psychologically it it fucks you up man if you don't have the right the right support around you and that's why guys we need to start we need to start thinking differently man we need to start thinking differently i I hope that quote makes people think think differently and i hope this conversation in general makes people think differently and if you were somebody who was just a little racist hopefully you're a little less racist after this podcast
2: (laughs) 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 we can hope (laughs) We
0: can only hope
2: all right folks this is a wrap thank you again That's for joining wrote. us as every week rapper rooney and uh rest in peace to uh, george floyd
0: yes yes definitely rest in peace to mr george floyd rest in peace to drayvon martin rest in peace to to all the black and white that have you know that have fallen to the to the injustice of certain police officers and um on a side note cynic i do want to give a big big kudos and a big round of applause to spacex Um, we're back we're back in space Uh, they went ahead and launched yesterday they tried to do it earlier in the week but in true florida fashion um (laughs) it was (laughs) weather was bad it was raining um this time of the year so but they were able to do it yesterday um i think they just connected with the international space station today uh, shortly before this podcast so just uh, wanted to give quick and brief kudos to that program and um elon musk and, and his whole team cool Alrighty, man. So we're out of here. That's all we got for today. Thank you guys for hanging tight
2: and tuning in. Yes, sir. Y'all take care of yourselves.
0: Take care of yourselves and each other. And stop hurting each other, man. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, man. We're out of here. Cheers. Peace. I
1: come
0: here today to talk about how I feel. And I feel like that we are treated differently than other people. And I don't like how we're treated. And
2: just because of our color doesn't mean anything to me. I believe that.
1: You're doing great. You're doing a great job. Don't stop the clock. Do not stop.
2: We are black people, and we shouldn't have to feel like this. We shouldn't have to protest because y'all are treating us wrong. We do this because we need to and have rights.
1: Go ahead, go ahead, let, let, her, let her talk.
2: Go ahead. I've been born and raised in Charlotte, and I never felt this way till now. And I can't stand how we're treated.
1: It's a shame one that, one.
0: that
2: our fathers and mothers are killed, and we can't even see them anymore. That's right. It's a shame that we have to go to that graveyard. And bury them. And we have tears, and we shouldn't have tears. We need our fathers and mothers to be by our side.